Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Silas Knowles. We're back with another edition of the Ed Exhausted Educator Podcast. Today, episode 30, I don't even know, remember, whatever. Um, so we're talking audio today. We're going to talk with Kim Vogue, who is one of our Edu Protocols heavy hitters, Edu Protocols community, books, everything else, PD, um, and just basically talking about the awesomeness that she brings to the table when it comes to education for Edu Protocols and for everything else. Kim, how are you doing today? What's going on? Uh, how is uh, life on a Friday? It, life on Friday is good. Friday is always good. Um, I'm Kim Vogie. It's so nice to meet with all of you and talk to you about um, all things education, especially edge protocols, because they are life changing. And um, uh, here in sunny Southern California, it's actually sunny and warmer today. We've been uh, California cold for a couple of weeks and had quite a bit of actual weather. So um, we're, we're all kind of done. Um, we're, we're, we'd like our sunshine back. So, um, anyway, <laughs> happy to be here. Well, I mean, in central, I mean, Chicago, Illinois, I mean, it's either snow, rain, 60 degrees, 70 degrees, and then like 12 and then 60, 70, and then 12. It's just, the weather doesn't seem to want to make up its mind lately and everything else. So it's just one of those things. It's just, it, it's really ridiculous. So Kim Vogie, edgy protocols, what I, I have to ask first, because I don't know the story. I had Jake Carr on uh, recently that we just promoted out. Um, what is your origin story to the Edge Protocols? How did okay. Edge Protocols, how did you become part of the family? I love sharing this story. So um, Q is a California um it's the affiliate. It means it stands for um, computer using educators, and they have a spring and a fall conference. And the spring conference is always in Palm Springs. Um, and in 2018, John Carippo, the co-author of the original Edge Protocols book with Marlena Hebern, um, uh, was the executive director of Q, and he um, sent out a message via Twitter. Hey, I wrote a book. Um, it won't be ready to get delivered to your house, so have it delivered to your hotel and bring it to the book signing. So I'm one of those people. I'm like, heck yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and buy your book. And so I show up at my hotel and they're like, Mrs. Vogie, we have a package for you. I'm like, oh, and then duh, I sent myself a book. So I thought I was all special for a second. So I just was kind of their groupie and just started following John and Marlena around. And I went to all their sessions. I went to the book signing by the pool, all this stuff. And one thing that John always says is um, free tech support for life. And so like, I'm one of those people, like when the car says, um, or uh, how's my driving and you're driving like an idiot, I will call that number and report you because <laughs> like you're, you just cut me off and you've got the phone number on the back of your car. Like, come on. So, um, I started co uh, contacting them. And at the time I was a, a TOSA teacher on special assignment for technology. And I was going into classrooms, modeling lessons, demo, demonstrating how to um, use, integrate technology successfully. And it was like a, a nice win because I was still getting all the pedagogy, but then I was bringing in the technology and, and the edge protocols fit with that. And then um, the next year I um, lost my TOSA position because of a budget cut and I was returned to the classroom. And I was so grateful that I had all my edge protocols. I was like ready to go. And John and I talked about how to kind of get them going. And there's one story that he really likes telling because I was in tears and coming to John for my like help. And he's, 
he returned my call while he was in the middle of the airport and it was on a Sunday and I'd been planning already for like six hours and I wasn't anywhere done with planning. And he's like, what is it that you're trying to plan? I'm like, I don't know. They have to read and annotate and summarize. He's like, oh, so they have to do a cyber sandwich. I'm like, oh yeah. So like when you get those like, oh, duh, I'm just putting this in. And that's when the magic really started happening. And so um, we just uh, became really good friends with that. And then he, um, after the pandemic, you know, the edge protocols were quite the answer to everything during crisis teaching, in my opinion. My students had a super slick transition. And so in fall of 2020, I was teaching sixth grade virtually, and he was taking teaching sixth grade virtually until they went back. And so we were constantly comparing notes. And so it'd be like on my drive in in the morning, he's like, hey, try this, try this. So we were doing like edge protocols. He was teaching at his school. I was teaching at mine and just going to town. So that's excellent my origin story and then and then the book happened so hey <laughs> well i mean what before we get into the book i just think it's interesting because i've, I've talked with you i've discussed with uh jake jake car mr car on the web cheap plug for mr car he is awesome yeah. please go follow him on TikTok. and uh my i don't know if you've listened to my show we had a mystery educator uh on that i kept uh incognito during the whole time and she you know kind of verbalized her uh her exhaustion with some of the things she was going on in school i'm not going to say her name out loud but you know her okay. <laughs> so and uh she works really well with you guys but the one thing it's always when i ask about origin stories they always fan out for Karippo. what is this everyone always fans out for Crip. <laughs> I know he's, you know what it is? Um, because I've thought of this too. He has the incredible ability to see that you might be a teacher in pain from whatever's happening to you. Um, whether it's someone who did something to you or your current situation. And he knows that you are a good person and a qualified educator who's just kind of getting the shaft right now. And he pulls you through that and he makes you feel like I can do this. And I've seen him do it for countless people. Um, like he just finds the good in everything he does. And he is like literally one of the, the most genuine human beings on the face of this planet when it comes to his time and patience and common sense, because he says stuff to you and you're like, oh, duh, like it's stuff, you know, but you don't want to admit. And he's the person mm -hmm. who's just going to tell it to you straightforward, but never in a mean way. Um, mm -hmm. And it's uh, like the best friend that you never knew you needed that finds you at the right moment. And it's um, like totally serendipitous. Um, but, you know, who knows how intentional or purposeful somehow the the stars aligned and um, he came into many people's lives at the right time. And he is um, I think it's just the plain speak, the plain talk, and the fact that he gets it from a teacher point of view, a parent point of view. Um, he'll say he wasn't a star student point of view. Um, and, uh, you know, he gets it. And, and it's not that it's not politicized at all. It's just like, this is what good teaching is. This is what kids need. And it's all student centered. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, like he, I, I was just on the phone with him today talking, he was giving me some feedback on some social media stuff. And, 
it just it comes off so genuine it comes off as feedback you know when people look at feedback and they say oh i'm afraid like feedback is a gift really does apply to him like it it, yes. it does apply to him when feedback is a gift he's giving you a gift of like okay this is you've done well this is what you can do better and this yes. is how you can make it 10 times better than you have um, well, so I get I screenshots. Awesome. I get but, screenshots all the time of like how I should move this here or nudge this this way on different stuff. And and he has a marketing background. So like that's his thing. I have a teaching background. I want to be a teacher since second grade. So this is all I know. So when it comes to marketing or creating a graphic or whatever, I might make something visually appealing, but I might be missing the, those advertising things that he knows. So you're not the only one, basically. So good. That's you're not yeah. the only one that gets yeah. the, gets the yeah. feedback and the greatness of Crippo. And I mean, I, I I failed to say that I don't want to leave out like Chris Bell, Marlena. Everyone is is always awesome, and they're always there for you. And you know, definitely. And anyone who's listening to this podcast, I mean, Edge Protocols. When they say it's lifetime tech support, they mean it. Like literally, they will pick up the phone. And like, yeah. it's like there's no other company I think on on this earth or ever that will has ever offered that. And it's just it's so nice and refreshing to have. So absolutely. I always tell people I have like a 12 hour turnaround time on e returning emails. So email me and I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like I will get back to you within 12 to 24 hours. Yeah. Usually, usually the edge of protocols, people, we're we're a good hour if we're busy, maybe yes, an hour and a half. Absolutely. So That's the your book, the Facebook group, yes. Yeah, your book. So, how did your book come to fruition when it comes to Edge Protocols? Because you have your own book and everything else. I know, I and I know there's stories around that. So, what? Yeah. What? Tell me about your book and how that came to fruition. So mine's the fourth book. So there's Field Guide 1, that's the blue cover, Field Guide 2, purple. Uh, the third one's the math focus. And uh, mine's the orange book. Um, and uh, it came about because of distance learning and the pandemic. And it originally was going to focus on using edge protocols from a distance. Like that was the stance. Um, and actually, if you read the little vignettes from my students in there, it's very evident that they were looking at it from that point of view. Um, but mm -hmm. as we, as I was writing it and getting feedback from our John and Marlena, um, it was like, that's so narrow and this is going distance learning is going to be gone at some point or significantly reduced when we go back now we didn't know it was going to take as long as it did to get things back to quote unquote normal which i don't think that it's normal by any means right yet um so then we started looking at it like well maybe we can use this as a way to deploy edge protocols to be a guide for teachers coaches principals district admin on how to get it kind of going in your district in your classroom or district school or district and so that's where it kind of headed down um being that i was a tosa um for technology i knew how things rolled out in districts oftentimes um i'm not a site leader but i did help build a uh, um, a virtual school in my previous district. And so I had experience with that. And I had worked closely as a con consultant with other districts on helping their leadership bring edge protocols into, um, into practice, into play. And so that's kind of how it all happened. And just as kind of like almost a way for teachers to have a little bit more understanding of like 
how to make this work. Like they're not just a one-off, like this becomes a mindset. And I think that that's the, the power of that book. Now, when it comes to your, your book in general, do you have a favorite? Like, do you have a favorite protocol that you can call your, you know, like this is, this is like, this is my number one. This is my go-to. What's your, if you could say uh, it, I don't know, I don't know yeah. if you can, but. No, I, I can. So it's not in the book. I wanted it to be in the book, but okay. um, it's probably going to be in a later book. And it's actually the thick slide is one of my absolute favorites. Um, that deconstructed paragraph, because I found it so powerful for students to really like kind of research something on their own mm -hmm. and it didn't have to be a five paragraph essay in the end. Um, so that's my favorite standalone. But um, when you can have kids start kind of thinking and recognizing um, the edge of protocols, like in a bigger project, like we did a national park project in fifth grade that was, I mirrored in my sixth grade as a country report basically. Um, and they're like, oh, we're going to do three mini reports and we're going to do a cyber sandwich here and we're going to do a thin slide here and put it all together in a website. And it's basically my research project. And they were super confident about it. So I think that um, while the thick slide may be one of my favorites, um, the learner confidence that kids get from them in general is like the big win. I believe, I mean, and that's true. I mean, every, I mean, and I've echoed this through, I've done a couple things for my school and everything else. And it's just people like, what are these protocols? Like, what are, what are you talking about? What is this? And then I present it and I put in a, you know, I put it into practice and let them see it and let them see it in action. And they go, Hmm, this might be something. And I go, well, yeah, that's, that's why we're giving it to you because it actually works. And then some, you know, and, and that's the thing. Why do you think, I mean, have you seen when you present or give people, cause I know, you're in a position now when we'll talk about the edge protocol community, but you've been in a position to present protocols out to the masses. Has anyone ever pushed back? Like um, the more? push, the pushback I hear is, Oh, well, it's like a worksheet. It's just a worksheet, like mm, a frere model, for example, which is mm -hmm. actually been a, a protocol in education before edge protocols. Like, the frere model it's named after someone like there's it's researched um it, it yeah it it may look like a graphic organizer it may look like a worksheet but the function and what kids do with that information is the difference mm -hmm. so uh you know yes i can have my kids fill in um for example one of the ones in my book is called plotline planner and if you looked at it you would say Kim, it's just a graphic organizer, but it's what we're doing with it afterwards that helps drive the instruction and the connections that kids make that makes all the difference. And um, then the ownership that kids have after they've done them a couple of times where they can just tackle it themselves and they're not going to ever think that with a worksheet, you know, because it's always going to be this low level stuff. But the, the conversations that you can get out of students, the uh, learning how to work with each other and um, independently and understanding that maybe my independent work on an Iron Chef helps my group out. So we're bringing in socio-emotional learning. Um, like there's so many wins there. Uh, so I think that's why um, th that's some of the arguments from people saying like, it's just a worksheet, but 
it's so much more when you start breaking it down and looking at these other things. Like if I break it down and look at the components and principles of UDL and SEL, I'm going to have all of those available for me in a much more systematic, easy way by when I start implementing edge protocols. Definitely. I mean, and, and that's the thing. One of the things I wanted to ask you, too, is, is that I don't, I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen it in some of the classrooms that I've been in, is, is that there is a lot of pushback on kids wanting to do collaborative work. They're so used to being in the pandemic. They were on their own. They weren't engaging. They were mostly on their phones and everything else and getting them to do. And I've seen um, myself included, you know, having to struggle with getting students engaged with doing cyber sandwiches and iron chefs and things like that to get them to, to do the collaboration, to engage with one another, to do the group work of some sort of so, at some level, what would you say using protocols or just in your usual or your, your expertise, like how would you overcome that? Um, so I think group work typically has a, ter a terrible connotation to people. Like I know I'm one of those people, like I was the good girl at school. I went to Catholic school and I was the one who would like have the good writing. So this was before computers and, you know, we'd have to make it look nice. So, oh, Kim will do it all, write it all out and stuff. And so group right. work is horrific. Like I asked my 14 year old nephews, like, what are their pain points in school? Because John and I were doing a presentation together and they're like, group works the awful because there's someone who always gets stuck doing the, the whole work and stuff. So that's where I think like something like Iron Chef, I'm just responsible for one slide and I'm responsible for putting that information on there. And then also the, if, if another student doesn't do their slide, it's not going to impact my grade. Um, because mm -hmm. I think that that's super scary and awful for kids and they don't like it for that reason. Um, but I think that um, when, I think we get more buy-in using a cyber sandwich or an iron chef with kids because it's not a super heavy lift if they've been coached along the right way. I think that they hear like, oh, it's another group project and they wonder what big task their teacher's giving them. But if I'm giving them a, a small task and it, it goes back to executive functioning skills that our, our kids are struggling with right now. And so like we can, we can get those in in small doses through using edge protocols. And I think that makes things just more manageable for kids. That's, and that's true. I mean, it's just the little things. If you can get the little things, then we can expand it to the bigger things right. and the, the good things, the things like that. Building so, up that now, confidence. Of course. Now, your your big claim to fame right now is you're almost to 9,000 followers on the Edge of Protocols community. So tell me about how that came into that came into fruition and how long have you been doing that because that seems to be just growing exponentially by the it day it is it is it's grown by almost a thousand people just in the past month um and it's crazy to me that this happened so in fall of 2019 when i went back to the classroom one of my very good friends was going to be out on maternity leave and she's like kim i know you're going to have like amazing stuff happening in your classroom because you're like literally the most trained person because i'd been to all sorts of different trainings across all content areas as in my role as on uh, as tosa and so um she's like i want to see what you're doing um but i'll be on maternity leave i'm like okay well i'll put the lessons on a website for you she's like no no i want to be able to ask you questions could you make it a facebook group i'm like all right but like who the hell's going to join this group like you know <laughs> 
And so that's what it was. It was originally called Empowered Adventure because that was a name of a little website I started. And um, I just started tossing stuff up there and we were slowly getting people in there, whatever. This was in fall of 2019. And Mm -hmm. then, um, you know, then I started doing more with edge protocols. And so it was, I was bringing in those people and I would go present for our local Q affiliate. I'm like, Hey, join my group. Hey, join this group. Hey, there's really cool people here. It's, you know, a place where you can be vulnerable and not judged and ask questions and get help. And then it just started snowballing. And um, in a year we doubled. So um, this past year, when we got to 8,000, we, it, we were 4,000 the year before. And it's just been by word of mouth, um, you know, and QR codes here and there. But um, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful group. Um, it's it recently changed its name to Edger Protocols Community because really that has happened to be our focus is the Edger Protocols, but we, it's not limited to that. It's um, celebrating good teaching. And when people have a question or a, um, like I tried this protocol and it didn't work out and they seek advice and it's just, it's been called the happiest place on the internet or happiest place on Facebook, which I kind of dig. I actually had someone from um, a, a well-known um, company uh, that m- many teachers use contact me via Twitter saying, I've heard your Facebook group is the most positive place on the internet. I'm like, well, you heard right because we are and uh, people can post a question on there and they'll get answers now from multitudes of people um, which has been so supportive and so great and people share willingly and um, it's uh, just it's absolutely the most joyful part of my day when I get home is to go through the Facebook group and see what people have tried um, what iterations have happened Um, sometimes they give birth to new edge protocols and it's it's just amazing it's um, you see so many different things and I've, I've actually answered questions for people. You've answered questions for me and you know, there's so many different things. And definitely if you're, if you're somebody who's looking for something new, not, not necessarily ed- if you're listening to the podcast and not necessarily edge protocols based or theme, if just a place of good teachers and good people discussing pedagogy that is actually working in the classroom, please find the edge protocols, you know, community to, you know, join us and, and just, just be a part of something really, really cool. I mean, that's, that's the thing it's just, and it's growing, I think last it's 8,800, like something like that. Uh, yeah. It's right there. Yeah. It's um, yeah. I am, I'm in shock every day when people want to join, it's like more people. And it's, um, <laughs> it's funny because we like on the weekend of Q, when we had the big Q conference, I could tell that people were joining because of their locations, because what you have mm-hmm. to answer one question. And so I see your location because I'm it, admin on the, the group, of course. And, um, but sometimes it'll be like random. Um, and now we even have people from Norway because the Curie pod people have joined. Um, if you don't know Curie pod, you got to go check it out. Um, but we have uh, people, John does some events down in Mexico. So I'll get Mexico city all the time. I, it's just, um, so we have, we've gone international and, um, it's, it's great. And it's fun to hear what, how different people are using them in different places. And, um, you know, we, in, in, you know, North America figure in the United States, anyway, we go back to school, usually August, September, but in other countries that does not happen. And so, um, like I just take for granted that back to school is and like end of school year is going to be happening or spring break. And, you know, then I have to correct for like the fact that we're international and say, well, in, in United States, we have this going on right now. So, (laughs) but it's always just a joy. 
I thought that was really cool. Like at worldwide, um, just and for everyone on the podcast who doesn't know, Edge Protocols does this thing called Worldwide Four and Worldwide Three, Worldwide Two. You know, every year. And John and 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 everyone, Marlene, everybody, they did this map at the very beginning. And so while everyone was coming into the Zoom because it was a Zoom conference, everyone was putting their pins in where they're located. And we had what was it like? You said Norway. I think there was like Hawaii and yeah. Germany, Philippines. And Swiss, Philippines. It was just it was all over the place. It was awesome to see and and everything. So now I know that there is a Littles book coming. Yeah, I know. Ms. Mr. Carr has his book coming. Yes. When's your next book coming? Well, um, I'm just or going can to. Not, or can we not say? Uh, well, there's like absolutely nothing that's been official or talked about. I have been sketching out some ideas on mm. um, some things that I think should be included in a, encapsulated in a book um, to get out to people who are, you know, super fans and, you know, people who just want to teach well. Uh, it's, it's as you, your podcast is The Exhausted Educator and um, we work tirelessly and I can't tell you how many hours I missed of my own children's growing up. My boys are 24 and 21 now and um, they were, you know, drugged to my classroom many summers and stuff like that and um, I just know I would have had a lot more time to enjoy my own children had I been using something like Edge Protocols to begin with. Um, it is like literally teacher saving I, and we hear it all the time like you saved my career. I'm a 30-year teacher and I have three years left, you saved my career and made this so joyful will be a lot of the comments that we get. And um, so I just, I'm super jealous of new teachers that are using the Etcher protocols because like, they're not going to have the the same kind of um, life I did while trying to raise a, a family. <laughs> I mean, definitely. And well, I, I did a, a, a little presentation for a middle school and I used Edger protocols that I used at Worldwide. And, you know, I, I the teach better, work less. I use that tagline for when we describe it. And I had people come in. This is this is the uh, work less, work less room, right? I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> you can teach better, but work less. It's that's that is the phrase. And like, no, but it's work less. I'm like, yes, you can work less, but you can teach better. Yeah. And so that was the running yeah. joke during the during the whole thing and everything else. So Well, and it's a shift of where the work happens, because you know, when you grade the papers at home on the weekend, the kids are never going to read that feedback. So you got to be up and out of your seat, giving them the feedback during the class. And so you're getting your grading done on your feet, getting your steps in and giving them that real time feedback that I think is so much more valuable than that postmortem kind of look. Kim, Kim Vogie, are you telling me that kids don't read comments that we make on their papers? I what? know they do not. <laughs> I know they do. I'll tell you what, it's a small fraction who does. And they're usually a bossy girl who goes into teaching when she grows up. And she probably read the comments. But there's not I, too I many have, other ones that are reading the comments. I have, I have to admit, every time I do some type of paper that is mandated by my department, I always ask, does anyone read the comments that I give you? And like, maybe one hand goes up. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. so how do you know if to do better? Because I know student apathy is a whole nother ballgame. Oh, yeah. It's a whole nother thing. But it's just one of those things where you're just like, ah, it's just, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Um, so where do you see Edge of Protocols in like five years? 
Well, I'm hoping, so I use it in a, I teach a college course online and I have made Edu Protocols part of the course, like the book and actually my college students using Edu Protocols. Um, and it is a computer class uh, for teachers. So I would like to see Edu Protocols in beginning teacher programs. Um, as uh, I think that would be an absolute wonderful place for edu protocols to be. Uh, I think we would have some really well-prepared teachers uh, going out into the world of teaching because your student teaching experience is nothing like um, that first year you're alone in a classroom, especially when, like, I was 22 years old and I'm <laughs> you're trusting me with all 31 first graders oh my gosh um so and that was back in 1994 before there was all the computers and all that stuff and it was just me and these 31 kids that i was trusted with um so uh i i would like to see that happen um i think uh really getting people to understand like you don't need to go buy a worksheet from somewhere you just like you can create it on your own super fast with that, uh, with uh, using edge protocols. And I think that um, chat GPT and AI is going to have a significant impact on education in general. And I think it would make edge protocols using them even easier. Um, actually, if you go to chat GPT right now and have it generate a lesson plan for you and say, include edge protocols, it will. And it, like we'll call them out by their proper names and it's getting them pretty good. And it's only chat GPT is only going to get better. So uh, this is the worst it'll ever be. So it's um, the time, you know, like the time is right. It's, it's, we are, I think um, we could do a lot to leverage um, some really good teaching practices with edge protocols. And um, I think it's only going to get more and more popular and more and more people understanding um, that it is, good solid pedagogy um, that fulfills a lot of needs in your classroom and is really going to help kids be their best selves. I, I get it. I mean, you were talking about AI and everything else. Um, you know, five years from now, we'll get a virtual reality John Carippo that just pops out every time. <laughs> every time a book is open or Edge of Protocols is mentioned, be like, Carippo, please. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boop, boop, yeah, and then here's your like, lesson. Yeah. Here's your lesson. Here you go. What else can I do for you? Yeah, I know. I it's think, crazy. It's crazy good stuff. I think that would be that would be the best thing. So to be mindful of your time, Kim, I do appreciate you today. Uh, social media where anyone can get in uh, contact with you. Sure. I'm at KVogie71 on Twitter. And I have a small TikTok following. I'm not very good. I'm trying to improve my TikTok skills. I'm tech sassy on TikTok. Um, and on Facebook, find the Edger Protocols community. And uh, we will get you loaded into there and you will love life inside that group. And so my last question is the Netflix for teaching. Why should people join Edu Protocols Plus? Okay, so um, that, oh, good thing I, we didn't start there. We only have a couple minutes left. Um, Edu Protocols Plus is um, subscription-based, uh, like you said, the Netflix of um, Edu Protocols. There's just so much more built, so so much more um, real-time support built in to fit your needs. So like if you are, you know, whatever, procrastinating, whatever, and you're looking for something to watch, there's episodes, there's live episodes and there's recorded episodes of shows like mine is, my show is slaying the Sunday scaries. So we all know that feeling um, where you're like, don't want to take another breath on your Sunday night 
and you are anticipating that Monday. Um, so I have my show Slay the Sunday Scaries to help you like, what can we do and make Monday a little bit easier to go into? So I don't have that feeling of um, uh, on Sunday nights. Um, there's the uh, language arts show. So I, I can get in with my specialty. If I'm a language arts teacher, if I'm a social studies teacher, math teacher, um, if I'm a new teacher, we've got you covered. If you are a power user, we've got you covered. So there's the live and recorded shows. There's also modules. So if you you know, hadn't heard of Iron Chef and you're like, I got to know about it. We've got a course on it. So you can go in there. And, and when I say a course, it's not like a college course. It's easy. Like, this is what it is. This is how you use it. Here's a practice. Now design one and get feedback on your lesson so um, that people can interact that way. Um, the podcast, there's an Edge Protocols podcast. That's for everybody, actually. It's not just members. Um, so I think it's that little bits of um, PD when you need it. Um, rather than being given PD through a fire hose in a six-hour session where you get a Danish in a wrapper and district coffee, which may or may not be good, and then you get an hour for lunch because you never get off campus for an hour. Um, so, like, those things. So I think there's all sorts of advantages there. As you as you say it without cracking too much of a smile on the Danish and the rapper <laughs> coffee. Now that I've been around education for like uh, thirty years, <laughs> the coffee. The coffee. I mean, it, can it be better, guys? Come on, anyone, any administrator listening to the podcast, just get us better coffee. Come on, yeah. we got to sit there for six hours. So. Kim, I do appreciate your time. Please continue to do what you do. You are so awesome what you do with the community and everything else. So. I think I think I just put a TikTok out promoting your latest Slay the Sunday Scaries with uh, R. So definitely please check her out. You can only see Slay the Sunday Scaries on Edge Protocols Plus. So stealing from stealing from the man himself, you know, it is a subscription based service, but it is less than four TPTs a month. And that we all true. know teachers, teachers love those TPTs, but less than four TPTs a month, you can get all this goodness and a whole lot more definitely something that'll add to your pedagogy to your classroom environment and get time back which is i think is the one thing that we all desperately need so kim thank you so much we're going to queue up the uh, we're going to queue up the uh, the budget band the, the budget's not that much but we're going to queue up the budget band anyway my name is Silas Knowles. This is Kim Bogey. Please follow her on her Twitter and Facebook. You guys, please take care of yourselves and make sure you're good for that next week.